is your host, Alex Garrett. Well, you all know what this song is. It's the and uh, kind of reminds me, it actually sounds like the office too. But X's and O's, I want to talk about this with you for a little bit. I haven't been with you all day to talk about this, but X's and O's, adapting a playbook in the Super Bowl or any NFL game, really. And there were a couple things I noticed. By the way, Tom Brady, seventh Super Bowl, <laughs> six with the Patriots, number one in his first season with the Bucks. had his boy Gronkowski back. Unbelievable, seven Super Bowls. First guy that I know, first quarterback that I know, to win a Super Bowl in both conferences, AFC and NFC. And uh, he truly continues to go down as the greatest. And a couple of things. He, he might have that smug smile, but let me tell you. When you hear him talk, he actually sounded a lot more humble than I think we give him credit for last night. Um, in his seventh victory, he wasn't like chewing out the Patriots. He wasn't talking them down or comparing them. He just went about his way and he won. And he congratulated his guys and that was all his focus was on the box. And that, that was great to see. But yes, Tom Brady... Seventh Super Bowl in his career. <laughs> we may never see anything like this again. But there were some big keys to me that I had seen. First of all, you have these playbooks, right? And you go into a game. But of course, adapting these playbooks to the game is what matters the most. It's how you win. The most visible I had seen from the Bucks defense, which is led by former Jed head coach, and Bill Bucks defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles, by the way, who was basically booed out of New York. Now he's cheered. And they say he had the best playbook, best game of his life. And I agree. But when he noticed that Travis Kelsey, the tight end, was getting like three, four passes in a row there, he shifted his defense to cover Kelsey. And Kelsey, after that few catch streak, did not make another catch the rest of the game or... Not to that level. There was a reason why Mahomes and the Chiefs were held to just field goals. It's because the Bucks defense adapted. Also, the Chiefs defense had some miserable penalties. And I, I was very shocked. I mean, Spagnolo's defense, we all know Steve Spagnolo's defense can do things. We saw them do things with the Giants, anyways, the defensive coordinator for the Giants in that first Super Bowl against Brady. But it wasn't meant to be yesterday against Brady as defensive coordinator for the Chiefs. But Todd Bowles and the Bucks defense, JPP, by the way, whew, incredible. Shutting down Tyreek Hill, shutting down Kelsey was just amazing. The way they did that, and you could see it, how they adapted and adjusted to that Chiefs rolling offense at one point. So that was one adaptation. But can we talk about also, I mean, yes, Brady adapted. He found Gronkowski wide open there. Um, he had a great mix with Fournette, who was just unbelievable. But can we also talk about the adaptation of, of Mahomes? Offensive line beleaguered, always on the run, bad leg. 
You tell me another guy that can throw from basically his knees before touching the ground with complete accuracy while he missed complete accuracy. And I'll grow a second leg. You show me a guy that can do what Mahomes did yesterday and can do every day that he's on that field, sidearm, um, on the run, using his feet, adapting that way too. He got first downs with his legs too. He was mobile, which the Bucks defense also adapted to, sacking him a couple times, causing him to fumble. And they were only up to nine points, but Mahomes' adaptations were imminent. And they were fascinating. To see him throw across his body like that while nearly on the ground was something I hope to see in the near future. I think this kid's got a lot of potential, got a lot of growth to do. But the Bucks, Brady, had their number. Mike Evans, Gronkowski, Fournette, what a supporting cast uh, Tom Brady had yesterday. But again, he just showed he is the best. He has a talent you cannot teach. He has a skill at the line you cannot teach. You might be able to throw football yards, but the vision he had on that field yesterday, as he does every game, you cannot teach that to anybody. And I do believe it was a team effort in New England. I remember how special his first Super Bowl was against a Rams team that was scorching hot. Then Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Tory, uh, Tory Holt, yet. <laughs> Brady and Vinatieri just did the trick. And Belichick's run started there. Brady's run started there. So what are we to make of Brady's adapting to Arians and Leftwich that we can contrast with the adaptation Cam Newton had to Belichick? See, I believe Tom Brady is a student of the game. And even at 42, he will learn from anybody. Even a guy who's a little younger than him, like Byron Leftwich. I think Arians put a lot of it on, on Brady, too. He said that he let Brady take the wheel, so to speak. But in New England, I think Cam Newton is um very, very stubborn. I think Belichick would want to teach him. I think Cam Newton is a very stubborn guy. And I could be wrong about that, but you just think he may not be as much of a student of the game. So I don't think it was much that Belichick couldn't do it without Brady. I think Belichick can. He just has to have the right pieces in place, someone to listen to him like Brady listened for all these years. Brady, and you know, I'll get this in a minute. But Brady leaving Tampa, there was a big question. Is Brady without Belichick? Belichick without Brady. 
I'm tonight squashing that argument because I believe Bill Belichick can teach anybody, can coach anybody. It's just a matter of how they're willing to listen. And from what I see, Tom Brady goes to school every day on that football field and adapts to his certain situations. Cam Newton may not have the capability to, to be a student of the game. Because his stubbornness is there too. You don't get better by thinking you can do better on your own. You get better by listening. By listening to advice. In life too, by the way. I'm going to correlate this to Chris Anderson. um, Good guy. Podcaster as well. I'll fill you in on him. But he has a checklist for podcasters. And so. Tom Brady has a playbook. He listens to that playbook. He takes his own skill and listens to it. He is, I believe, the best student of the game to date. That is why he is successful. That is why he can adapt from one conference to the other. I don't know if Cam Newton can adapt to New England because he may not want to adapt to New England. He may want to think it's as own system. So can we stop saying Brady's not the best without Belichick? Can we say that Belichick's not the best without Brady? Can we say he also is best? It's just a matter of who's in that seat willing to learn from him. That not all quarterbacks can be a student of the game. Belichick was under the best guy. Um, Bill Parcells. We all know he had that one-day contract with the Jets, and, you know, that was that. And I can't explain why his guys don't do well after leaving him as a coach. Matt Patricia's of the world and the like. I can only say it's the same like Cam Newton. They just didn't want to listen to him. Just felt they had their own way about him. And that's true. Every coach is different. But you would think they would have soaked in everything that Bill Belichick, the championship Super Bowl winning coach. Look, he drafted Tom Brady as a kid. As a kid, Brady was willing to learn, and I think he still was. And still is, by the way. And you know, I know that because of the way he talked in the postgame. He said, our guys did this. We have a great team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He never said, I did this on my own. He never threw open the chest as if it was like a a Superman shirt coming out of number one, like Newton does. So I'm saying on this podcast, Tom Brady adapted to Tampa because he was willing to learn the system. And Bill Belichick tried probably to adapt to Cam Newton But if Newton doesn't want to do it, you won't have a good system up there. Plain and simple. If Belichick had a willing student up in New England, they would have done something great. Because I think Belichick can do greatness. It's just who's in the chair to be learning with him at the quarterback position. And then the biggest adaptation that we all know, or maybe we don't all know, is the art of the audible. 
Now when Eli would say, Omaha, Omaha, or was that Peyton, rather? I think they both did. But anyway, when the Mannings would say, Omaha, Omaha, you know when that came in? Under 15 seconds. You know why that matters? Why you should appreciate any audible from a quarterback? Because the fact of the matter is, they're doing that audible on their own. That is skill that they learn. You can't teach that. Cutting off their headset 15 seconds left on a play clock. You can't teach that vision on the field to a quarterback. He has to see it. He has to know it for himself enough to call an audible with literally seconds left to snap the ball. Now that is an art. The audible is an adaptation and an art. And whenever you hear Omaha, Omaha, or whenever you see them moving, putting guys in motion with 10 seconds left on the play clock, know that that's the quarterback call. That is not a headset call from a coach. And that is uber impressive. Now, why do I mention the Super Bowl and the playbooks? Well, because it happened yesterday. But also, the playbook is like a checklist, right? They want to make sure every play is in order. They want to make sure they're ready to go. Just like at a newfound group that I'm part of now. Zero to Podcast Hero Community. Zero to Podcast Hero with Chris Wilson. Gotta check it out. Uh, Chris Anderson. Don't know why I keep saying Chris Wilson. Chris Anderson. A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. Um, is Zero to Podcast Hero. Gotta check him out. But he put up this podcast checklist to hold us accountable too. Called the Weekly Learning Review. Three great things that happened last week were main struggle I faced this past week was two things I learned about myself this past week include. Now, when you're a creator, you're not always introspective like that. So I like that Chris Anderson is forcing us to be introspective. I think a playbook is a form of discipline, just like a checklist is. So are you going to adapt to the playbook? Are you going to make a checklist and adapt to what you need? Or are you going to be kind of like stubborn and not do it? Winners do checklists. Winners have discipline. Winners do playbooks. So in very real ways, adapting to a playbook is like adapting to a checklist of life. And you can both succeed in those areas. We just got to put the pen to paper. We just got to put the discipline to the test. Belichick had a checklist for his guys to win. That was his playbook. Every team, I think, has a checklist. And that playbook is a very useful one. But we don't deal in football terms in life. But that doesn't mean we can't be more introspective. That doesn't mean we can't have a checklist of our own world and see how we're doing in it. Because once we become introspective and look inward, we can do so much more. So thank you, Chris Anderson, Zero to Podcast Hero, for putting up this list. 
of a weekly review. And may we always use it to our benefit. And I might ask Chris for um, permission, Chris Anderson, to post this up on my own page. Because I'd love for you guys to see this. May it inspire you. Playbooks are to be listened to. Checklists are to be listened to. And it's a form of discipline. And when you are disciplined, you win. Yes, adapting is part of that discipline. But ultimately, when you are disciplined, you will win. And win big. As we saw Tom Brady do last night. In his seventh Super Bowl championship. This time in Tampa Bay. This time in a new conference. How did he adapt? It wasn't by accident. It wasn't overnight. It just was. So for this year, and this NFL, I hope you enjoyed it. And we will definitely stay in touch for baseball and other sports going on. As adaptations continue to be made. Have a great night, everybody. Yeah.